0: Wow. So much has gone on in the past week. We've got a lot of new election news today, as well as some more fun things that Francis and I have been covering, and then some updates in some criminal cases that we have talked about before. Stay tuned. Well, it's been a crazy week. That's a
1: interesting case to say the least one of those stories that just hits home with me and with everybody nationwide i see a wig get ripped off and then i see another wig get ripped off and then it's a all-out brawl in the parking lot and here comes police from all angles looked over and she said i stopped counting at 22 and next thing i know another inmate who turned around
0: and say did she just say what i think she said bringing you weekly and breaking news in central pennsylvania with award-winning reporter francis scarsella Hosted by opinionated social justice advocate, Anna Wiest. This is In the Know. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC. A lot has happened since we spoke with you last week. First of all, I wanted to mention the recent shooting in a Texas elementary school. Our hearts go out to those families. There were 19 children and two adults killed in the shooting. Another just incredibly, incredibly sad event, and I don't think there are any words that...
1: No, it just seems to be one after another anymore, and it just seems to be the new normal in America, and that's very sad.
0: Very sad. So we just wanted to say something about that first.
1: I had the opportunity to visit Sandy Hook for the newspaper a few years ago, and uh, I was up there the day after, and it was just a uh, horrific, sad, the whole town was just gloom, and you can understand why, so.
0: And how many have there been since then? Countless. Countless, yeah. Which is horrible. When we left you all last week, we said that on Thursday night, the Republican committee would be meeting to nominate and vote on a candidate for the 108th, 108th seat in the House, the State House. Yes,
1: and uh, the Democrats actually did the same thing. They just did an online version, so both were nominated that night. Okay. One a little earlier, one at 11.59 p.m. But before we get into that, how was your week? You were busy? You had a busy week?
0: <laughs> busy, yep. How, did All you have a busy it, week?
1: I did. <laughs> and I, had a really, I had a hard week, as you know, as I... Uh, lost my last uncle uh, this past week, and uh, actually, as we're recording, today is the anniversary of my dad's death. Uh,
0: so, so just a shitty week for so you. So just a, yeah, much. Just,
1: plus being busy with work and everything else. So it's just been a an ugly week all around the boards. But I know you were out there doing a lot of things. Uh, first, tell us about that. Let's get into what you do first before we get into the heart. Well, <laughs> okay. we're gonna switch we're it gonna around. We're
0: gonna do, after our intro about that, we need something a little lighter, so we'll talk yes. about my stuff for yes, a hot why. minute. <laughs> so, on Sunday, I attended the Susquehanna Valley Corral concert, which was a lot of fun. They did it at Rusty Earl Brewing Company, which was actually a cool venue because they did a series of like Bob Dylan hits. Were
1: you ever there before?
0: I was there once. I ate there once before, but it was years ago, so I didn't really remember. But their venue for like that kind of event is really cool. And the, the conductor said that he didn't think he'd ever lead a choir in a brewery, but they were doing uh, like a Bob Dylan oratorio, and he said that for that, it kind of just felt right.
1: Did they play the hurricane?
0: Did they play the hurricane? By Bob Dylan? Fran.
1: You don't know. Let me tell you about the hurricane. Hurricane <laughs> Reuben Carter was a, a man who was accused of murder and he was eventually cleared after 20 some years of being in prison, kind of like the Scott Schaefer deal. Uh, he was cleared and, uh, except
0: act, Scott Schaefer wasn't not cleared.
1: Been, yes. But I had the opportunity of interviewing, uh, her, Reuben Hurricane Carter. Uh, and once he was cleared, he fled the country and went to Canada.
0: Oh, and
1: I got to inter- actually interview him. And, uh, the thing that sticks out to me the most—he's now passed away—but the thing that sticks out to me the most is when I did, and he was uh, in Canada. I had said, "You know, are you ever going to come back to the United States and do like a tour?" And his exact words were, "Fuck no." <laughs> so, uh, nice. if you haven't—if uh, I'm sure people out there remember Hurricane Reuben Carter—but if you have not, you should watch the movie uh, with Denzel Washington
0: oh, called the Hurricane." I like Denzel. You Washington. would enjoy
1: it. You would enjoy it. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. That was my Bob Dylan rant.
0: Okay. That's your Bob Dylan rant. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. They have another concert coming up in May, so I might just go to that one too. After Fran's little rant about the hurricane, I came home and checked my program from the concert to see if they did in fact perform this song. They did not. Sorry to disappoint, Francis. And then I covered a new Kiwanis club that is Starting in Danville. It's actually the first Kiwanis Club to start since the pandemic. So, in the past four or five years in the state. So, that's kind of cool that Danville was chosen to do that. I got to meet uh Krunal Thakur, who's a pretty cool guy who works at the Gatehouse in Danville and is the president of this new Kiwanis Club. He's doing a lot of awesome stuff. So, I'm excited to see what happens with that. And I have been covering for the daily items photographer who's on vacation <laughs> and i have been uh shooting footage of the valley musicals it's
1: a lot of talent
0: there is a lot of talent and the kids are so excited and it's awesome to see you know uh i shot like i do interviews with them and they're so excited and you
1: know what it was like when you were down there and i used to have to come in and talk to them yeah <laughs> you know what it's like kids love
0: that they do they get, yeah that's
1: their moment to to shine, so, and you're right up that alley with that, so it's so it's cool, and I'm sure they appreciate that you were a former theater person yourself.
0: For all of you listening, there are four Valley Musicals this weekend. If you are looking for something to do, Line Mountain is doing Sound of Music, Midwest is doing Godspell, Mifflinburg is doing Beauty and the Beast, and Shimokin is doing Sweeney Todd. So, if you're bored and you are looking for something to do, Go Out and support those kids this weekend because they work very hard for a very long time to do one weekend of shows, so it'll be worth your time to go see them.
1: That's awesome, I'm glad you're out there uh covering that for all of them. Like I said, those kids, uh, I know they appreciate it, and and you being former theater star, they uh, yeah. they love all that too. So, so I guess on no. to the hard news, right? The down and the hard dirty, news. the 108th uh, district here in Pennsylvania. Uh, used to belong to former State Representative Linda Culver. Uh, there is now a candidate, uh, Mike Stender, uh, Shikolimi School Board member. He won 11 to 10 was the vote and they have selected him and he will square off against the Democratic candidate Trevor Finn, who is a 20 year uh, County Commissioner. So uh, it'll be, they're both uh, known people through the area and it'll be uh, a special election on primary day. So. We encourage everybody to get out and vote for the candidate of your choice. Next. Next.
0: Last Friday, Go ahead. we told you guys this would be happening. The hearing for current District Attorney Tony Madelevich, who was late to get his petitions in on the day that they were due. And his hearing took place on Friday. Guess who testified? Francis testified. So I went and I sat through Francis's testimony and the rest of the hearing because it actually was kind of interesting. Friend, what what was it like to be on the stand instead of in the press area? So
1: normally we don't testify, reporters don't testify because we don't want, we're not part of the story. In this case, it was kind of like, after I spoke to various attorneys, it was kind of like we witnessed something So if you went to a fire and you saw the fire and then you saw a guy running away, we kind of saw it. So you're also a human, even though you're a reporter. So I was actually at the elections office when Mr. Matalevich arrived. I was there prior to him getting there. It was what I testified to, chaos.
0: He said several times during his testimony, chaos, absolute chaos. It was
1: absolute chaos. And he walked in the door, according to what I remember and what I've seen, it was 459 and he got his uh, petition timestamp at 5.01. What I testified to is when I asked the elections office uh, if they were accepting the petitions, they had said yes, and I kind of moved on from there. Little did I know the next day, they were going to say he was late, and it turned into uh, a circus all the way around the boards, which it is not over by any means. Again, I think there's more to come
0: But at the end of the day...
1: At the end of the day, the judge ruled that the office was supposed to be closed at 4.30, not 5 o'clock, even though the elections officer had said it was 5 o'clock and then went to 4.30 and... Okay, but I'm going to
0: play devil's advocate even if they said it was 5 o'clock. The petitions were time-stamped at 5.01 late,
1: nevertheless. Yes, but if you walk in at 4.59 and they still... I know, I know.
0: I'm just saying. If we're going to go on the time-stamp, even if they said 5 o'clock...
1: Correct. It is what it is, and and right now you have uh, one Republican candidate, Mike O'Donnell, on the Republican ballot going into uh, the primary.
0: So what do you think the next step for District Attorney Madelovich is going to be? Do you know? I
1: don't. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that when, if you, you were there through the testimony, cause I looked at you a million times in the crowd, they were asking like procedural questions that I wouldn't know. I mean, we, you know, we, we don't know those things and maybe it's a wake up call that we should know the procedural parts of some of these things, but I just don't know. So
0: I felt terrible for that. Uh, Lindsay Phillips, who works at the elections office and was put on the stand and had to answer all these a quest- all these questions from three different attorneys. So and, did I. Yeah, but you deserved it. She didn't deserve <laughs> it. She didn't sign up for that. <laughs> like the poor woman that day, from what it seemed to She's me during nice. her She's testimony, nice she was just her. trying to do her job. She was making calls to make sure she was doing her job she right. Was,
1: she was. She She's not. I don't think it was anybody's. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see how the process plays out. But yeah, it's it's the whole thing is crazy.
0: So as of right now. Mike O'Donnell is the only person that not, will I'm be not. on the ballot. That's correct. For district attorney in Northumberland County. Next.
1: Next, I actually had a...
0: That same day.
1: Oh, yeah, the same because day. Because I
0: remember you and I sitting in the courtroom. Yes. And uh, Deb Betts, who was the...
1: Republican chairwoman. She, the
0: testified she testified during Tony's hearing, and I remember Francis telling me she resigned from we, the Republican committee yep
1: she uh and then she officially did it on saturday so the rumor was going around friday that it was going to happen and then saturday she did it and she cited uh the party there was uh some not so nice comments made racial comments and sexual preference comments uh about some candidates and and it's just it's un, very uncalled for in this day and age. It's,
0: so let's fill in some holes here. One of the candidates for the 108th seat that we have talked about before on the show, Joe Morales.
1: Uh yeah, African American candidate. Yeah. There was two actually that were on there. I, again, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even really know it because I talk to these people so often that they're that people are just people. You know what I mean? Like, I talk to everybody. So, I don't understand how that could even come into play in any part of society today. So, you know, again, I've, I've never heard any of those comments, but nobody would say that around me anyway. But if I had, I absolutely as a person would have stand up because it's appalling, it's disgusting. And and this is why there's so much hate that goes across the world today because just let people live. It's who are, who is anybody to tell anybody how they should live and, and then... I don't know. I just, again, coming from the background of pro wrestling that I came from, I have just been around all sorts of people. And I just, I, I, and I know you especially find it very offensive all the way around the board. Well, so I know just... I've
0: talked to some Democratic candidates running for other offices in these elections who are pretty upset about some things that are being said. They're not gonna stand for that kind of comment. Now, did you talk to anyone else from the Republican Party that could confirm or deny the accusation?
1: No, I mean, everybody's kinda now very, very silent on certain things and, and they don't wanna say, and you know, who knows what happens behind closed doors. Uh, it's a it's a strong accusation to come out and make, and, and I haven't got anybody that called me and said it never happened, so.
0: I would think that you would jump to the defense
1: you would think yeah so so
0: it's interesting that there hasn't been any
1: no so far so so like i said maybe that's a show that uh we need to do and have some people on and just talk about you know what goes on outside in this you know take politics out of it if politics is that evil it's just
0: politics is
1: evil it's just a crazy thing so we're not here to 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 say right wrong or indifferent about any kind of politics or anything like that but but we are here to. Say I'm that, here to
0: say right wrong about pop about racist about, and homophobic politics. Totally, I'm here totally to different. say wrong. Yeah, I'm
1: saying about people's beliefs and their standards. Right. They can do whatever they want. Right. But in but these kind of cases, we are absolutely here to say that it should be not tolerable by anybody to take. So, right. Yes. Hundred awesome. percent agreement.
0: Yes. And wasn't there a plea in a case you've been covering?, uh,
1: there was the, the crazy bizarre case out of the Watsontown area where uh, three individuals had allegedly beat a man to death and buried his body in the in the ground and they did not find out for more than two years uh, until a tip came in and they were able to uh, you know investigate this. One of those people, Thomas Huffman, had pleaded uh, guilty to third degree murder. and in court he said, they uh he was always told to tell the truth and uh he just wanted it over with so he pled guilty and could spend the next 40 years of his life in state prison so that also went on this week
0: another thing that i sent to you um about tracy crow
1: i saw that i saw that
0: Uh, this was actually uh sent to me by somebody controlled demolition of a home in Halifax, PA, in the case of Tracy Crow, who went missing in 1989. What c- Can you tell me what a controlled demolition looks like?
1: They take it apart systematically.
0: <laughs> systematically. Piece by piece. Okay, so, okay. Well, the home is... Um, it was, it was once owned by Mark Eugene Warfel, who we've talked about before when we've talked about the Tracy Crow case. Right. Uh, police considered him to be a suspect in this case, and now they are, uh, in a controlled manner, taking apart his former house. Wow. Which should be interesting. Uh, if they find anything, it will also be interesting, because... Warfel, who's now 94 and has dementia, was declared mentally unfit to uh, go through a trial in another case that he was being charged in. So whatever, whatever comes out of this will be interesting. Yeah, we'll look at that. Whatever them. happens is going to be interesting. But I just wanted to mention that there is some brand new, fresh movement in that case that we've talked about before.
1: And then on, a, on the last thing that I got to do this week, with everything else going on, uh, I got to cover uh, former state trooper, Sean Williams. He has a law enforcement club down at Chickalemi. And he had murder at Chickalemi, uh, mock scene where kids got to come in and see an actual crime scene from a murder that he that uh, former Trooper Williams, former Corporal Williams, was able to uh, uh, investigate and, and solve the, solve the murder. Uh, I don't know which one it is yet. He reveals that at the end, but he had a uh, a bunch of kids, including uh, your own brother Logan Weiss, who has walked through the the crime scene and had a notebook and and he makes him go through just like just like any homicide investigator would. And it was a great experience. And those kids were really into it; like they were on the ground looking for clues. It looked really anything. cool.
0: I saw your story this morning in the pictures; like it looked really awesome. It is. It's
1: it's, it's definitely a, it was definitely a neat experience for those kids. So it's a way to. It's a very uh an innovative way for chief williams to do what he's doing with the kids down there and
0: and i'm sure that'll like encourage some of them to get into law enforcement that might not girl. have gotten yeah, I spoke
1: into law a, enforcement to an 11th grade student a female who said i love this i look forward to this all year and I'm, I'm this is the field i want to go into so she was into it man she was taking it very seriously and strolling up and down the steps and i would
0: take it seriously i <laughs> want to figure it. that out yeah,
1: and the kids loved it so that's kudos awesome to kudos to uh, chief williams and and uh, and uh, the whole administrative and staff down there that participated and it was really neat a neat experience. So cool. That's been the week. This week coming up though, we got a, a commissioner's debate. We got uh, five candidates We're gonna be on the stage at the Albright Center here in Sunbury and check it out. It will be on the Daily Item Facebook page. There's gonna be a couple other media members there asking questions and it should be a should be an interesting ninety minutes of time. So.
0: Head on down there Monday night if you are interested. 7 p.m. 7 o'clock at the Albright Center. Go out and see some musicals this weekend. There'll be a lot of fun. Support your local theater kids. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of In the Know. We will be back next week with the latest in Central PA.